Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name's Anthony. Hello. Hi. Anthony. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm enjoying wonderful Toledo, Ohio. How's your vacation? It's not vacation. It is work. <laughs> I haven't had a vacation in a while. Fair enough. I will be having a vacation th- next month, oh. actually. Oh, okay. Or I should say staycation with mm. FP Fest 2021. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm looking forward to that. Well, for the listeners, if you caught last week's bonus episode, I was in Virginia. A bald eagle flew over me. It was amazing. I stopped by a bookstore and I bought, I don't have it with me. I'd show it to you, but I found a Pathfinder book, like a novel oh, written in the Pathfinder universe. Interesting. I've got a rule. Every time I visit a bookstore, I buy a book. And so- It's a good rule. Actually watched a couple episodes of Star Trek Next Gen with my family. I correctly guessed three episodes at different particular times, just based on the cold open. They were all impressed. <laughs> But yeah, I'm back in. I'm, I'm sure they were, Texas. man. I'm sure yeah. they were. They were like, "Oh, good, Chris. Yeah." Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they would, I, I came into the room. They were watching it. So, oh, nice. I was riding around on a little elect, uh, not a, a little gas scooter. Rode the bike a little bit. Went to the beach. I already mentioned the jet ski story with the bald eagle. So, um, yeah, no, I had a, I had a great time. I hope you have a great time staying at home for FD Fest. I so, will. Uh, it'll be yeah. much better than bald eagles and Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, again, that particular weekend, I will be at a wedding. So yes, yes. I will not be able to enjoy FP Fest. So. Uh, but we're not here to talk about FP Fest. What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 4, Mugato Gumato. Mugato Gumato. Which is extremely clever naming it's a very <laughs> clever episode title there was an instance in this episode in which shacks all within a single minute three different pronunciations and all yeah. the three different ones that boimler mentions like at the beginning i think so. every time i think he actually says mugato and then gumato like he says the name of the episode which is funny because i think mariner also says the name of a different episode yeah. later in the uh later in the show i might be i, I just want to go ahead and uh Take a second before I before we you can cut this if you want. Was that Seth Rogen, the green alien Where? guy, the one that does the scam? Was that Seth Rogen or am I just am I imagining? You're, no, that you're imagining it. Who was that? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up uh, on Paramount Plus. I'm, go I'm ahead. looking I'm looking um, it up, but I don't see. He, yeah. He's not an, he's not on IMDb, but I'm gonna go through the voice the the cast list on the episode. So look, hold on to that. Uh, season two, episode four. You already mentioned it. I'm not going to try to pronounce 17 different ways you can pronounce Mugato, uh, which is, if I remember correctly, this is an alien from TOS, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I had to look up the exact episode, but it's a a private little war. So (laughs) apparently DeForest Kelly, who played Bones, Dr. McCoy, couldn't pronounce the name Gumato. He kept mispronouncing it. So they changed it to Mugato, but they'd already recorded some and then other actors were already like, were mispronouncing it in other ways. So it's said a bunch of different ways inside that episode. So okay. they're basically poking fun at that the entire time. Excellent. Excellent. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's, it's really, really funny. It's a great running gag, especially because it, it's, it's making fun of and also fixing 
an inconsistency in the original series. They're making fun of it in a meta type way, but they're also like, oh, look how many different ways there are to pronounce this. It's so wonderfully inconsistent. <laughs> so they're they're solidifying that no, uh, the TOS crew was not making any mistakes. I Those see. were all proper well, pronunciations. I will go ahead and read the blurb from IMDb. The USS Cerritos is dispatched to a planet to investigate an unexplained sighting of a dangerous Mugato. These aliens, uh, the alien planet, the I guess the native humanoids, like, are pufferfish with bodies? Like Den- humanoid I think bodies? they have a name. I think they actually oh. are. I'm trying to remember the name of them. Don't, uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't know what they're called. Denobulin. Denobulin? Denobulin. Yes. Denobulin. Yeah. Deno- they look like the doctor from Enterprise. Mm. I didn't know they inflated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. That wasn't news to me too, but or at least I don't remember it. Uh, but no, so that's a that's a uh, an existing species. We see several existing species. We got the Mugato, obviously. We got the Denobulin. We have the Ferengi, fan favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a Tellarite. Patinga. I don't know what the green guy was. Yeah, I, yeah, Patingi or Patinga. Yes, I seriously think that's. I, I, I believe that may or may not be uh, Seth Rogen. I'm going to listen to it right now. It's not Seth Rogen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, it's not. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I had to listen to it again. So. Oh, man. So to continue with the facts about this show, not the non-facts about Seth Rogen, it is sitting currently at a 7.1 out of 10 star rating with only 20 ratings on IMDb. It has got a median score of 8 with 36% of the ratings giving it an 8. Mm-hmm. There's only 20 ratings, so it's a little lower than we've seen other episodes come in, but it's there's not enough ratings to really read into that at all. Yeah. Last week's episode did settle down at a 7.8. Uh, that's We'll Always Have Tom Paris. Kayshawn, His Eyes Open, still 7.9. Strange Energy, 7.2. Uh, so they're all sitting in the, uh, the 7 somewhere. Well, I'll be interested to see where this episode ends up once... It has, you know, a couple hundred ratings. Right, right. How'd you feel about this episode? This is a fantastic filler episode. There's not as much character growth. There's some meta jokes. I laughed more at this episode than any other episode this season. I was literally falling over laughing as I was watching, as I was watching the cold open on my laptop in the, in the bed in the hotel because the hotel is, they're remodeling. Oh, so there's no bed, not bed, sorry. There's no couch for me to sit on and watch. So I was sitting up in bed and I literally I like, was laughing and I almost knocked the, the laptop off of its little, the little stand it's on. <laughs> I think the one scene that everyone's going to talk about from this episode, the Bugato mating scene, fantastic. It was just hilarious. The Tellerite saying he has five books on the Mugato and then getting his head eaten off. Yeah. No, he's read. He's read them. <laughs> he's just read five books. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of them. They've accepted me or whatever he says. Fantastic. Uh, the term tractor factor got used, yeah. which is hilarious, but also like, what else would you call it? I mean, it's the tractor factor. It's a intensity scale. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. No, a tractor factor is much better. <laughs> in yes, every way. much better. Much better. <laughs> uh, Doctor Tiana not wanting to go to the doctor. I, it took me a little bit to get the whole oh, because she's a cat and cats run away from you when you try to take them to the vet. That's like a thing. Not being a cat person, I, I didn't get it right away. I just thought it was the the old adage, you know, doctors are the worst patients, that type of thing. Yeah. I liked that we got. I'm just going to keep listing things. Okay. 
Well, so those are those are the kind of like high level, like some big jokes that I enjoyed that type of thing. Uh, I missed some plot points in there. The whole Rutherford and Boimler being scared of Mariner because I think she's some sort of you know undercover dark ops agent that could kill them if, if they look at her the wrong way. Yeah. Have we had a Rutherford Boimler team up episode? I'm trying to remember. Not with themselves, by themselves. Yes. I mean, yes, they, that's they've, cool. They've been on the group, the group dates. Oh, sure, uh, sure. But, they, but they've never had the one-on-one. Yeah. So we got a Tendi Mariner episode. Now we got a Boimler Rutherford episode. And I like that we're getting a lot more Tendi in this season. I feel like we didn't get enough of her last season. So no, overall, I, like, I, I love this episode. I thought it was the funniest episode this season. It didn't add to the overall plot, <laughs> whatever plot there is. Except for maybe making uh, making fun of people's fan theories about Mariner, but other than that, it just it's just a funny Monster of the Week episode. What did you think? I also enjoyed it. Uh, I will disagree slightly in terms of there wasn't a whole lot of plot. Um, I'm sorry, there wasn't a whole lot of character development. I do think we get more Beckett, which is funny because she's not the focus of the episode. Mm. The focus of the episode is Boimler and Brotherford and their relationship. Not only with themselves, but with Beckett. But somehow she gets character development, <laughs> which is she. I mean, they're just expounding on what we had in the last episode, where they're revealing more about who she is and why she is what yeah. she is. I guess I just I think this is more reiterating stuff we already knew. Having her spread rumors about herself isn't exactly character growth as much as it is like just reinforcing her personality. So I wouldn't call it a lot, but it's just, it's a little bit, but it's not like leading to some big mystery or resolution. More along the lines of we're, we're still dissecting her psyche and like, okay, maybe, maybe more of that less than character development. That makes sense. Yeah. I I get what you're saying. But no, I, I I really enjoyed this particular episode. Uh, We got Kayshawn again, Uh, (laughs) the return of Ambu (laughs) Jitsu, which you know, it's got to be top five on the dumbest things that Star Trek has tried to do <laughs> oh, to explain, five, really. like, exercise in the future, you know? Like, Worf having the the ready room essentially try to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing in there? Calisthenics, you know? Or whatever he says. Or <laughs> Mariner with, it's leg day. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's level two. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or like, what what was that one that they did? That that one sport? It's it, I think that it's like like a crazy futuristic high ally or something they played tennis they called it tennis but they were like bouncing it off a wall and like hitting yeah. circles in different places i mean they also yeah. played baseball they did you know. but they also established that baseball was a sport of the past that not a lot of people were right, even right. really aware of so right no i'm just like th- there was one that they we never actually see them oh okay. but you know you, no, you, just, I don't you just hear that. about like oh you can't play that because it's really dangerous or something like wharf played soccer as a child I remember yeah. that episode or that um, when him talking about it or he killed another kid <laughs> <laughs> like space chess or something. Yes. 4D Star Trek chess. But I, I always thought Hembu Jitsu was really dumb. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. So oh, that, that, that's a that's a great episode of, of Next Gen with, with Riker and then uh, his father wearing a very ill-fitting suit of um, yes, very ill sports equipment. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they were going to hit each other with sticks. Is that supposed to be like Ponfar? Because remember, Ponfar had like the the heavy mace portion and then the blade. But since they can't use those real things, like they just, you stu- you study Ambu Jitsu to get better at Ponfar. 
No, Pond Far is the Vulcan mating drive. Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what it is. Okay. No, what I'm, I'm yeah. When Spock and Kirk are fighting, do you not do you not remember when Spock and Kirk are fighting? Yeah, it may be a while since you've seen that episode. <laughs> I, they fight I with think, weapons. Yeah, but that's not Pond Far. Pond Far is when the Vulcans, like every seven years, they I guess yeah, call yeah, it yeah. heat for lack of a better but term. Like, but there's a duel. Like they have to have a duel. I'm not making this up. This is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that there's a there's a type of Kali Kali fee. I don't think that Ponfar is the type of uh, it's just the martial ritual. art. Yeah, that, no, it's just the that's the physical thing that happens yeah, to them. I I know exactly what the hell it is. I'm saying, do you study Ambu Jitsu in anticipation of having to fight in the Ponfar match? Because I don't the think they are... have a Ponfar match. Oh my god, do they? Yes. You you worded this all uh, wrong. So you said no. Do they I have to. They, no, they fight in no, Ponfar. Like no one. They fights. do. They have a they have a duel. Spock and <laughs> Kirk have to fight a duel due to Ponfar. But they don't have to fight because of like Ponfar doesn't mean you have to fight. I know. I know. Then, <laughs> then why Because then the would, weapons are so ask? similar. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Ambujitsu looks like Kirk and Spock fight with. Yeah. But it's m- maybe because one is indoors and one is them trying to kill each other. No, no, that's fine. I don't understand. Let's move on. Let's move on. No, it's no, no. I'm going to rewind on. this. <laughs> You're not making any sense, Christopher. No, it's fine. I'm ready to move on. I, I mentioned this to you earlier. There's no rules of acquisition jokes in this entire episode with, with Which the is Ferengi. Interesting. Yeah. Earlier in the in the show, Rutherford and Boimler are playing a game called um, I don't remember what it was called. Like so, some future, some futuristic game, and the only way you can win is if both sides are disappointed in the results, which is a compromise. And so they roll up on the Ferengi with the the crystal launcher that Kirk uses to shoot the Gorn hmm. from TOS. And as it turns out, it's actually a projector, which um, I think was the most believable part of the episode. Uh, is yeah. Two Starfleet uh, <laughs> officers off screen were able to create a piece of technology that all of a sudden solved their problem. Yeah, fair enough. We just didn't have the techno babble that came along with because we see them gather up some items. I assume they're weapons of some co- some sort. They look like yeah. sticks that you would use to poke someone with an electric charge. Uh, the return of the the energy whips, the Ferengi energy whips. I thought was I a, liked that. Yeah, I had that written down. And homeboy was wearing um a gamato pelt with the horn. So the horn is a part of their sexual organs, right? I guess. I guess so it's been established. So dude's just rocking yes. a he's just rocking a cape with a yep you know <laughs> well yep <laughs> let's talk about the Mugatus. There's a scene you you mentioned it earlier, but there's a, a very particular scene which I oh, I almost felt crossed the line. I don't know. Oh, sorry, real quick. The, the game they were playing is Diplomath. Diplomath. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to look it up because it was killing me that I couldn't remember. I That's thought fine. they said Diplomat in the in the show, but it makes sense. Diplomath leading to the math. That wins later. Yeah. Okay. So what about the Mugato? I was saying the scene in, in, in particular, the scene of them mating, for me, almost crossed the line in inappropriate. Like, it was funny, but I feel like it was almost not Star Trek. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that? What, would, what makes you feel like it wasn't Star Trek? Like it was, no, I'm saying it was almost inappropriate for Star Trek. That's what I'm saying. My first note about this episode is... From the fade fade from black at the beginning when it sh- shows the the rating or what have you, and I wrote down the words sexual content. 
because that's it's rated whatever for sexual content and violence. I mean, I don't. I already said what I thought about it. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. I didn't feel like it was inappropriate. The show's it's an adult show. We've had more. I'm sorry, you can't be upset about this joke, and then watch TNG and and cheer for Riker. No, I wasn't. I, I wasn't being upset no, I'm about. Say, it. I'm not saying you. I'm yeah. saying in general. So it's no. It's it's no no more inappropriate than Riker, you know, spending the night with a new races, a new uh, potential allies, you know, leader because he can. But I didn't see Riker pleasuring himself. <laughs> no, I guess not. But I mean, we do get. We have. We've had sex scenes in other. Yeah. We've had some PG sex scenes in the movie. I'm thinking one of them in particular that was really really bad in Nemesis. I don't know. I, I, I thought they kept it just on the side of appropriate, especially for an adult show. I don't remember Nemesis there being. Yeah, a- yeah. Riker and Troy. Oh, have a PG thirteen <laughs> sex scene together, and then Bane from Batman shows up in her head and like is in her brain during it or whatever. I guess I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. For it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's not the best, but I don't hate it. <laughs> But you don't remember that? That's like the whole bit. And then Riker gets to like have revenge and go and chase that guy. The the Reman that made it all possible or whatever. No, I don't. Something re- like that. I yeah, don't remember like, much of that movie. And then yeah. he throws him down a bottomless pit or something. And in a in the on the Enterprise E, which I don't think can have a bottomless pit. I don't think it's that big, but whatever. Like, Star like, Trek uh, Vader hist- historically like, has a problem with size inside the ships. Like Vader sure. with the Emperor? Yeah. I don't know if it was quite like that. <laughs> Look, we're not here to talk about Nemesis. No, I didn't think it was inappropriate. <laughs> okay. I think it, it stayed on the right side of appropriateness pretty well. Yeah. It's just like he, he starts um, engaging his horn. And I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Engaging. Uh, yeah. And then he's a, uh, and then Boimler's like, I guess he likes to watch. <laughs> It's pretty. Whatever. It's pretty funny. It was really, really funny. It was really funny. It, it wasn't nearly funny enough until that happened. Honestly, if it had just been them hiding in a log while the two uh, gamatos were mating, I would have been like, okay, whatever. But having the the third one join up and then some weird social dynamic, I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. Especially, <laughs> they're all exhausted. Even the watcher. Which is gross. (laughs) Don't kink shame, Rutherford. Don't kink shame. Yeah, how dare Uh, you? (laughs) What I thought was almost over the line, even more so than that, was Shaq's eating the poop (laughs) to try to track them. It is this obvious trail. Mater's like, we they're obviously this way. We don't you don't have to oh my god, he did it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that's that's like the uh that's like a trope of you know, Aragorn when he's like fe- like feeling around on the ground, and he's like, "There was twenty of them. <laughs> they were on foot, and uh, there was a struggle." And it's like, mm, "They're close." Like, obviously, <laughs> what did he say? It was tangy. Yeah, it's tangy. <laughs> I know where they are based on their poop. <laughs> like, and that's why was everyone all- was grossed out, not just like <laughs> Beckett. Like everybody and was like, yeah. uh, I like the everyone's just walking in a straight line forward more or less they're like in a group forward and Shaxx is like jumping from one tree to the next trying to find the trail <laughs> i love that Shaxx is back so possible spoilers for future episodes okay we know that from the, uh, we infer that from the imdb listing Shaxx is only in four episodes this season 
what do you think the chances are that they're going to kill him off again, only to have him come back next season in <laughs> some other unexplained way? Uh, I mean, he just might not have any speaking lines. You know what Everyone I mean? Everyone else is like, listed as as the full yeah. season. No, no, I got you. But yeah. I, I mean, he I wasn't in the first two, so true. Um, but that still leaves yeah. leaves some blank space there. No, it's possible. But I'm just I'm just predicting it right now. This is a sci-fi <laughs> wise guy's <laughs> official mean, prediction. Shax gets killed again, or dies in an accident, or whatever, and then he comes back next season. I mean, you also guessed that. Mariner was a black ops. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. In, Did yeah. I do that in season one? I don't remember. That was no, a year ago. No, man. no, I think it was the second or third episode that we watched on this one. Or maybe you just talked about the fan theory. Maybe. I don't it. recall yeah. having those thoughts. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of Beckett, uh, I heard her voice actress, Tani Newsom. I heard her in a commercial while I was on vacation. <laughs> I was you like, recognize I her away. immediately? <laughs> I was like, I can't get away from her. Oh, man. By the way, um, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, use a bit that we we don't use much for the bonus episodes but i think the idiot of this episode is probably dr taana <laughs> i guess i mean yeah. other other than only being in, a doctor that yeah yeah <laughs> only in the way that all cats are dumb but yeah no 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 very dumb in this way she is patient what zero zero eight dot zero one nine or something like it's that. whatever her room number is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no that's what makes it dumb <laughs> oh that it was so is painfully that, obvious Yes, <laughs> it could have been anything. It could have been John Doe. She probably could have just deleted her name from the list. She made the list. <laughs> it's just like, like on the wall. Like I'm just, oh, it's right here. <laughs> Clearly, this is the doctor. That's funny. Well, I mean, you knew it was her as soon as she was like, oh, okay, we won't look at this. You're good. <laughs> oh, man. My idiot of this episode is the bartender. <laughs> I like that they- Fair enough. Like he's spreading rumors that are obviously untrue, but are they played on the uh, the trope of the bartender that just has time to sit there and talk to you? Like, oh, yeah, how, yeah. Keep your pips on, Billups. They like are you go- if you're gonna do your job, do your job. Yeah, if you wanted to work in the bar. <laughs> on the vacation while I was on the plane, I played Skyrim a little bit on my Switch, and yeah, you just walk up to a bartender and be yeah. like, "You heard any good rumors lately?" <laughs> Like long drawn out conversation. People yeah. are waiting on their mead, and their Romulan ale. Jeez. Overall, how do you feel about this episode compared to the rest of the episodes of this season? I know last episode was your favorite, right? Yeah, it's definitely good filler, but I don't think it qualifies as my new favorite. I'd have to feel the same way. It's definitely a good episode and it's hilarious. It's filler, but I would not skip it. I mean, it's only 10 episodes a season. You really can't skip <laughs> anything. Lots and lots of good jokes. But yeah, I think last episode's still my favorite. We'll always have Tom Paris. Agreed. Maybe we'll get Badgie back. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm fine with him staying in a season yeah. one villain. You're fine. You're fine without Badgie. I'm fine without Badgie. <laughs> I liked Badgie, but I'll be good if we don't get him for another season. You know. Fair enough. Well, I do think that we are heading down the tunnel of maybe not a Boimler Beckett romance, but definitely like their friendship expanding on whatever it is. Mm. It just. In my, like, I'm just getting that sense, which isn't a bad thing because, you know, the more we get to know about these characters, the better. Oh, yeah. I think that, I guess you would consider Beckett and Mariner, or I'm sorry, Beckett <laughs> and Boimler the main characters of the show. Like, I know that Rutherford and Tindy, but they're like supporting actors, whereas Beckett and Boimler seem to be the primary characters. So I'm just, I'm sure. interested in where that goes. I would agree with you, but this season, 
I mean, Mariner's still front and center, but I feel like it's much more of an ensemble this yeah. season, especially with the way they've mixed everything up. Hopefully it continues that way. I like I like all the characters, and I would love to see more ensemble. Anything that gets us more even keel gets us more <laughs> of all of them. Uh, I need Jennifer. I need a Jennifer-centric episode. We're yeah. going to have a Jennifer-centric episode. I need it. Please reach out to us and let us know what you thought of the episode. You can email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or hit us up on social media at scifiwiseguys on Twitter and Instagram or the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group on Facebook. We'd appreciate hearing your opinions. Feel free to yell at us and tell us why we're wrong. And also recommend straight-to-stream sci-fi movies or television shows for us to watch and review slash riff on uh, for our mainline episodes. They come out every Monday. Uh, and these bonus episodes for Lower Decks Season 2 are coming out every Friday. We just want to tell everyone to stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, get your yearly checkups. Yeah, don't avoid the doctor. <laughs> it's uh, it's what, 10 out of 10. Uh, it may be expensive, but probably for the best. Thanks, guys. Bye. want to point out that what i was referring to califi calif calif has been discussed multiple times with califi to paul vork and to pring where a passion fight traditionally to the death oh. in which two vulcan males fought for the right to mate with a certain female during the vulcan mating ritual known as kut un califi um which usually takes place during pawn bar they only do that if they don't mate yeah okay so it's not like necessary and i guess i like um uh That's what I mean. no 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 the, you said the ponfar like you you the way you said it sounded like you were you used the word ponfar to just as the name of a martial art that's why i got confused and tried to correct you and then you were like yeah i know and i was like well then you just no, said it was no, no I, I what i said was do you they said use those weapons and ponfar to practice for ponfar in nah, which I don't know. In which we have seen episodes involving Ponfar, and there is a mutual, or I'm sorry, not a mutual. There's a ritual that involves fighting to the death. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You still worded it funny. It's fine. I'm not here to disagree about it. It's not a debate. You brought it up.